Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Our Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Monday, men focus at 5 p.m. Tuesdays, Bible study at 7 p.m. And on Saturday evening, you can find us on 99.5 FM that is KKLA on your radio dial. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. With that being said, let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. We thank you for watching over and keeping us, how you have blessed us throughout this day. Lord God, we thank you for your kindness, your mercy, Lord God, and all that you have done for the leading of your spirit. Lord God, the conversations that we have had. Lord God, we just honor you, Lord God, for who you are. Lord Jesus, our, our, our request is that you would save. Lord God, save souls, Lord. Lord Jesus, that you would deliver. Lord, you know those that are sick in their body. You know those, oh Lord God, that are faced with situations that they don't know or have what is needed to bring them out of it. But you have wisdom, you have knowledge, you have understanding. Lord God, and so we pray and ask for your wisdom. We pray and ask for your knowledge. We pray and ask for your understanding. Lord God, your word tells us that you are a present help in the time of trouble. Lord God, and we have come to depend on you. We depend upon your word. We depend upon the move of your spirit, move of your power, Lord God. Lord Jesus, if you just send a word, Lord Jesus, it will have, it will be effective in our lives. Lord God, and that's what we pray and ask that you would send your word. You said heaven and earth will pass away, but my word would stand. Lord God, so we have faith in your word. Lord God, we have faith in what you have said. We have faith in what we see around us, O oh Lord God, by the works of your hands, by the words that have been spoken from your mouth. Lord God, we thank you right now, Lord God, Lord Jesus, for blessing us, to enlightening us. Lord God, for giving us an opportunity to seek you, to call upon your name. Lord God, we pray and ask, Lord Jesus, you said in your word that whosoever shall call upon your name shall be saved. Lord God, so we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. We thank you, Lord God, for, uh, for how you are blessed. And we thank you, Lord God, for those that you are uh, blessing right now, those that are under the sound of my voice. Lord God, those that will be listening later, we thank you right now, Savior. Lord God, and we ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope that your day has been as well as mine. You know, I want to encourage you, ladies and gentlemen, to... Uh, to take some time and make sure that you get your physicals. Mm -hmm. It's important to get physicals. Usually the ladies are the ones that go and, and get themselves checked out. You know, um, 
But gentlemen, we should do the same. Uh, go to the dentist. Go to the uh, optometrist. Get your eyes checked out. You know, uh, we need to check these bodies. These bodies is the temple, our temples. We dwell within these bodies. Now, the, uh, the trichotomy of man is uh, body, soul, and spirit. And soul and spirit are not the same. They are different. And so it is when the, uh, the soul houses the spirit. And the spirit itself uh, can be distinguished by a person's character, what they do, what they will not do, how they act, if they were holy, unholy, if they was righteous, unrighteous. Uh, you know, one thing the Bible says is that as a tree fall, that's how it lays. So certainly you want to make sure that you are in good standing, the right standing with the Lord, no matter what, no matter what comes your way. As we read the word of God, we're not reading about perfect people. We're not reading about people that had it all going on uh, their entire life or anything like that. We're reading about men and women that are just like you and I. And some made a, a well-informed decision to follow the Lord and others did not. What decision will you make? Well, we're in the book of Daniel, the 10th chapter uh, on this 15th day of March. And so we're going to we're going to dive right in. We're going to dive right into the word of God. And so the Bible says in the third year of Cyrus king of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel, whose name was called Belshazzar. And the thing was true. But the time appointed was long and he understood the thing and he understood the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread. Neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth. Neither did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. And in the fourth and twelfth day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, which is Hedekal, then I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose loins were girded with fine gold as, as Euphas. His body also was like a barrel in his face as the appearance of lightning and his eyes as lamps of fire and his arms and his feet like in the color of polished brass and the voices and the voice of his words like the voice of many water or many multitudes. I just want to talk about that thing I saw, Daniel. Daniel said he saw something. A thing was revealed. He also said the thing was true. What I saw was, uh, was I wasn't expecting to see it, but yet it was revealed and it was true. That thing, a thing, your thing, this thing, all that is that's common 
or the common denominator here is that it was about you. It's all about you. That thing, a thing, your thing, this thing, it's about you. Now, we've completed the book of Ezekiel. The book of Ezekiel, uh, to me, was very life-changing. It opened my eyes up to a number of things, and it really, as, I, as we went through the time, as we took the time to, uh, to look at Ezekiel, it really brought about some personal convictions, how we treat the Lord, things that we take for granted. You know, we just uh, just really go through a process of not being as sensitive to the Lord as we should be. Now, we are in the book of Daniel now. We went straight from Ezekiel into the book of Daniel as Ezekiel uh, began to talk about the end times and things that that are actually being uh, configured right now, so to speak. I, I use that word because I, as I was reading um, some, um, some information today, that, that word kept coming up, the configuration of things. And so there are things that are being uh, set in motion right now uh, and the world is looking at it. But is, is everyone looking at it the right way? Some things should stir your mind up. Some things should cause you to go back and recall what you have already been told throughout your life. As you see these things occurring, Jesus said that certain things would be happening before, before what Daniel has seen, before what Ezekiel has seen. And I'm making a light reference to it so that you can dig into it or think about it. But as we have studied the book of Daniel and also parallel reading of Jeremiah and the law of Moses to have some clarity of what Daniel was experiencing, what Daniel was seeing, what was going on, a touch of what was happening in his mind. Now, I personally enjoy Daniel on a few different levels and you know, the relationship that Daniel had and Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, the relationship they had with the Lord was amazing. And even more awesome is the, uh, the desire and the ability that we can also have the same relationship. Ezekiel 14, uh, four, beginning at the 14th verse, says this. Though these three men, Noah, Daniel, Job, were in it, talking about in the captivity, talking about in the, uh, what they're dealing with at that moment, Ezekiel. Though they were in it, they should deliver but their own souls by their righteousness. Now, you're going to have to think back. I know your mama, <laughs> as she prayed for you. Your, your, your dad prayed for you, your, your grandmother prayed for you, but those are their prayers that your soul, that want the day would come, that you would yield to the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. 
The Lord told Ezekiel, if I cause a noisome beast to pass through the land and they spoil it so that it is desolate, the beast came through and desolated the land, that no man may pass through because of the beast. Though these three men were in it, as I live, saith the Lord God, they shall deliver neither sons nor daughters. They only shall be delivered. So these men, Noah, Daniel, and Job had such a relationship with God that he said he, they couldn't even deliver their children. They would only be able to deliver themselves. I could stop right there or take a topic right there and just talk about every man for himself. Uh, Peter said it like this on the day of Pentecost when he was witnessing uh, after experiencing the uh, indwelling of the promise, the Holy Ghost through the this, through this, uh, stammering lips or the speaking of tongues. Uh, when the Holy Ghost came in like a rushing mighty wind and filled the house where they were sitting and those 120 that obeyed the word of God and went back to the upper room uh, while the other 380 went wherever they went to. They were filled with the Holy Ghost and when they were questioned uh, about it, as Peter ministered to them, he, he told them, he said, and told them to save yourselves. And the scripture said, and with many other words did he exhort them to do that. And, and so uh, these men, it, Though they had sons and daughters, they could only save themselves. In other words, you have to live a life that God looks at and you save because of the commitment, the life that you had. Now, if you could look at, uh, if, if Noah or Daniel or Job was your father, you looked at them and saw their life, you would have to mirror that. The same as we would have to mirror that and even greater today. The Bible goes on to say that uh, though these three men were in it, as I live, said the Lord, they shall deliver neither son nor daughter. But the land should be desolate. Or if I bring a sword upon the land and say, sword, go through the land so that I cut off man and beast from it. Though these three men were in it, as I live, said the Lord God, they shall deliver neither sons nor daughters, but that they only shall be delivered themselves. Or if I send a pestilence into the land and I pour out my fury upon it in blood to cut off from it man and beast, though Dan, though Daniel, Noah, and Job were in it, as I live, said the Lord God, they shall deliver neither son nor daughter. They shall but deliver their own souls by their righteousness. You're going to have to live a life that is recognized by the Lord. Now, you, you have to then stop and think, well, if the Lord is saying that these three men, as an example, would only deliver themselves. Noah, his family, dealing with the end time message and preparation, building the ark, being laughed at, talked about, you know, and, and whatever else 
may have occurred during the time that they were in preparation because of the word of God and what they have been warned of. Daniel was taken captive and sees the unimaginable of our time while dealing with the sins of a nation uh, while they're in captivity. And Job showed us how uh, to have and to keep integrity while things are good and when things appear so wrong. These three men were dealing with situations in their lives and they yet remain committed. None of these men had answers to the questions in their minds, but, but certainly they trusted God and they did what was right. Many say, I trust him, I trust God. But usually that trust is dealing with the fact that I'm trusting him for a job. I'm trusting him for some money. I'm trusting him for some things. I'm trusting him for something that's usually of a selfish desire. I'm not trusting him for my soul. Matter of fact, when it comes down to my soul salvation, you know, uh, Lord, you know, we'll have to talk about that later. But right now, I want you to bless me with what I want you to bless me with. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that other stuff later. That's not what Daniel lifestyle was. Daniel dealt with his commitment. His commitment with God was before anything else. Is your commitment unto God before anything else? You know, one of the things that, that we teach here at Cornerstone, uh, that's Cornerstone Apostolic Church, you know, the, the word apostolic uh, itself means apostles teaching. You know, what we teach here is our commitment to God is first. And our commitment to God is what enhances our behavior at work. It enhances our behavior in the home or it enhances our relationship. You know, uh, it enhances everything else about us. And, and so we're not dogmatic. Nope, we're not dogmatic. We're compassionate. We're being wise, understanding, even as Christ was, was compassionate and wise and understanding. He didn't compromise. Neither did Daniel. He didn't compromise. Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and, uh, and Abed, they didn't compromise. They, Job did not compromise his stand. Though the skin worms eat up my flesh, I know that I'm going to see my redeemer. I'm going to stand in his presence. Why? Because my commitment remains strong. Can you say that today? Is your commitment first unto the Lord? For God, I live. I'm all in. I'm all in this. I'm not in it for fame. I'm not in it for gain. I'm in it because it is about my soul's salvation. These men did not have answers to the questions of why they and what they were dealing with until the appropriate time, until it was God's time that he gave those answers to them. But until then, they trusted in him. And in their trust, they did not do wrong. Well, you know, I trust God, but, you know, there's many people that, that can quote scripture and talk about how they trust God and they yet sinning against God. So they transgress in his word at the same time. That's not a 
total commitment to the Lord. The Bible talks about how we should love him with our whole heart, our mind, our body, our soul. We should love him. And while we're loving him, we need to love our brothers. We need to love the person right next to us. It don't mean you have to agree with what they do if it's something wrong, but you should still love that individual, period. I trust him and I'm gonna do what's right. Can you trust him when things are difficult and continue to do what is right? The answer to that is yes, you can. Now, Daniel, in this 10th chapter, and we're just going through a few verses, not gonna be long this evening. As a matter of fact, I, I'm gonna say it, I'm, I'm, I'm almost done from what I can tell. In the year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a thing, a thing. Now, it, a, a thing, usually, you know, like if you ask your friend, are you a thing? You, you know, you're talking about, are you, you know, what's going on with you and your relationship with that, with that individual? I'm asking you tonight, are you a thing with God? What's going on with you and him? Daniel says in the third year, King uh, Cyrus, king of Persia, uh, a thing was revealed uh, unto Daniel. Something, Daniel saw something whose name was called Belteshazzar. And the thing was true. What I saw, what, what came to me was true. However, the time appointed was in the distant future. So it is the third year Daniel's receiving something. I don't believe Daniel was walking around um, when this thing was exposed, when it was disclosed to him, that he was, um, uh, that it, it caught him. You know, there are some things that God showed you that you were not meditating on, you was not thinking of, you were on your way about your own business, you know, and, and all of a sudden God dropped something in you to see. And it doesn't mean when you see it, you're going to understand it immediately. You're going to have to meditate on some things. And, you know, sometimes you will get it. You know exactly what it is. And there are other times you're going to ponder that in your heart until the moment that God reveals that. Now, word of prophecy and dreams are not something that you plan. You plan after you receive it because now you have the information. Uh, you have no control. God controls what he sends. It is something you are ushered into and it will leave you wondering sometime. Joel 2, 28 and 29 said, it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. Ah, I see visions. Okay. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. A prophetic word exists. A prophetic word is waiting to be received. Now, many, and I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here, and I don't want to do that. But a prophetic word is not always that word that of you're going to receive you know, it's not always that, you know, God's going to turn it around. And so tell your neighbor, high five them and spin around three times and, you know, and all of that. No, a prophetic word is just a it should be a word of confirmation uh, to a committed life. 
Because whatever is presented to you, whatever is told to you is because of God either showing a sign of to someone that believe or unbelief. That confirmation is someone that believe the word of God because the word of God already speaks a prophetic word in our lives. Mm hmm. I'm not going to go into that right now, but I'll go into the book of Deuteronomy. It speaks a prophetic word into our life. What will happen while when we obey the word of God, then a prophet will come along and then speak that same thing. Uh, and out of the mouth of two or three wit, every word is established. Then there is the prophetic word for the one who does not believe. It is to bring about belief. So there is a prophetic word that exists. Now, at the end of the day, does that prophetic word place you in a position of where Daniel is at? Because Daniel is in a committed position. Now, he makes a specific point to say that thing was true. That thing I saw I believe it. I receive it. There's no shaking that from me. I've been exposed to something here that I fully embrace. There's no way for me to unembrace it. I believe God. He says, what I see did not and is not going to happen immediately. But it's something in the distant future that will certainly take place. Next time somebody tell you the Bible is old and antiquated and outdated and all of that kind of stuff, whatever words they want to use, let them know that the word of God has not fully complete, has not fully fulfilled itself. And so therefore, we are living in the Bible days. It's called the dispensation of grace. Second Peter one, beginning at the 19th verse says, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Where unto you do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Knowing this, First, that no prophecy of the scripture is a private interpretation. For prophecy came not in time, in old times by the will of man. It is not about the will of man. But holy men of God spake as they were moved. You want to be moved. And you want those that are proclaiming the word of God that they are moved by the Holy Ghost as the men of old did. When you come into the church, you ought to be praying, Lord, use that man, use that woman, use that child, whomever you're going to use, Lord, use them. It's important that we decrease and allow God to increase. I, I, I challenge the church and I challenge the churches that when someone is teaching a Sunday school lesson, ministers, Deacons, whomever is teaching the lesson, you need to make sure that that lesson 
um, is applicable and governed by the spirit of the Lord so that it is a soul searching a conviction instruction edification something that's going to help me help the listener measure up to the statue of the man Christ Jesus uh-huh uh, that that is what God told us to do he gave some apostles some prophets uh, he laid captivity captive and gave gifts unto men he laid some prophets some evangelists uh, uh, teachers pastors for the edification until we all come into the measure of the statue of the man Christ Jesus that takes the Holy Ghost to cause that to happen not just a, a theological degree but the moving and the inspiration of God so that we discern what is needed in the presence of of those that are sitting before us. That's why it's important to be present. See, there's a difference in your presence and discernment and the and not being present. Daniel said, I understood the thing and I understood the vision. Now recall the Lord blessed Daniel's commitment. Ladies, gentlemen, saints, friends, a commitment unto the Lord is a lifestyle. It's not just words. It's a lifestyle. It's something we live. Daniel 1 and 17 says, ask for these four children. God gave them knowledge, skill, and all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. However, there were times he did not fully get it. He saw it and he didn't fully get it immediately. I know what I saw. I know what I read, but I don't fully understand it. This should lead us to prayer as it led Daniel. Daniel was prayerful. He was committed to a open line of communication with the Lord. Uh, he, he wasn't committed to TikTok. Now, uh -huh, soon as something happened, you want to grab your phone and, and, and hope that you're the next uh, TikTok wonder? If you're going to impress anybody, impress God. You want to be the next influencer. If you're going to influence someone, influence God. Daniel was led into prayer by what he saw, what he read. The reading of the word of God should be coupled with prayer. Sometime when you're reading, you, you may only read a few verses and you need to stop and ask God, what does he mean by it? You may have to reread it several times and uh, for that revealing, that, that rereading is you consecrating your heart. It's a time of separation so that you can actually hear what God is saying. Daniel 9, 21 and 22 said, yeah, while I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation. And he informed me and talked with me and said, oh, Daniel, I am come forth to give thee skill and understanding. I'm here so that you can master what you've seen 
So there's no doubt. You'll have complete certainty. You're going to have a full understanding about the things that you have saw, what you have uh, been exposed to. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks after what I saw, that thing, that thing I saw, the thing that I, I realized was true. It left me, it impacted me, it left me in deep sorrow. It troubled my spirit, full of sadness and not knowing what to do. Most of the time, mourning uh, occurs at the death of a relationship. This was not the death of a relationship that left him uh, in this situation. It was very grievous. It was grave. Uh, this event in his life was caused by the thing that he saw. You know, there are those that said that they saw the Lord. I, I saw the Lord. There are those that said they they touched him. There are those that said I, I went into the bright light and, you know, and the stories go on and on. But it, you don't hear them talking about the life changing experience. You don't hear them then with a commitment. And, you know, it's been quite some time since we heard anything of, of such a uh, someone saying such things. Daniel said he was impacted in such a way it messed him up. You know, it messed him up for some weeks. And we used to use this term uh, for months and Sundays, meaning that it uh, uh, for a long time we were pretty messed up. He said, I ate no pleasant bread. I, I wasn't trying to enjoy myself after what I saw. Neither did I have any wine uh, or, or I didn't eat no meat. I couldn't handle it. I wonder if he was just nauseous because of what he had seen, what he had been exposed to was something that was way beyond imagination. Neither did I anoint myself at all. Three whole weeks were fulfilled. I couldn't, I was incapacitated. Me and food didn't get along. Sweet drinks, dressing up because I was really, I was out of it. I was out of it. There are some things that will shake you up and you sit down and you begin to think about life. You begin to think about what you was exposed to and what it truly meant. Sometimes what you hear, see, or experience leaves you off. Not a little, but it leaves you off a lot. Daniel's not the only one with this type of experience. Job experience in his experience with God, he was he would it just shut him down. Ezekiel did not know what to do with what he was experiencing. Daniel, the, the Daniel said that he that the angel that spoke with him had to pick him up several times. John was told to come up. The word of God and the visions that God sends humbles us and it causes us to seek him, not to walk around and boast that, oh, I had a vision or I had a dream from the Lord, but it's something that God is wanting from us. Maybe someone you know 
certainly some that I know have experienced and their testimony is similar to what these men had. It left them humble and it left them seeking God even more. It makes me wonder about those that always have the mountaintop experience. They can name it, claim it, prophetic word, seven days from now, you know, don't forget to high five your neighbor along the way, but never a word that stops the messenger. There are some words and some messages that God send that, that prophetic word that should impact the prophet himself, the one that's receiving it. And those that are listening, uh, it should leave them with some conviction. It should leave them wanting to change the dynamics of everything so that the commitment that they have, the commitment you have with the Lord is more assured. Daniel speaks about where he was. He speaks about the standing by the river. He speaks about him lifting up his eyes as he was there by Hedekel. And he saw a certain man clothed in linen whose loins were girded with fine gold. His body also was like a barrel. And, and, and when we, you read this and you go back to Ezekiel, what Ezekiel saw is very similar. And his face as the appearance of lightning, the, 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 the illumination of him was equated to the brightness of what he saw naturally. And that was lightning. It is not saying that what he saw was, was a Anglo-Saxon, a white individual. He's talking about the illumination being so great that it was like lightning and his representing righteousness, the purity. Uh, what, what does the Lord tell us? Be holy as he is holy. It says without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. So Daniel, what position would that place him in? That means Daniel was in a holy state of being in order to even see this. Where would the Lord find you? Where would he find you tonight? Uh, when you lay down to go to sleep, where would he find you? As you go to work, where will he find you? As you go through the day doing whatever it is that you're going to do, will he find you in a holy state of being? Daniel said his eyes were like lamps of fire, which is a... Uh, used for purifying and his arms and his feet like the color of polished brass judgment and his voice the words like the voice of a multitude what gets me in what daniel saw is that he said i understood the thing I understood what I saw. I understood the vision. Mighty God, bless your Lord Jesus. I understood it. Understanding makes the difference in the outcome or what we're about to do next. It is through understanding, the comprehension, even in our natural lives of our learning, the comprehension 
If I understand it, if I get it, it makes a difference as how I apply it. It makes a difference as to what I do next. Daniel said, I understood the thing. I understood the vision. I saw what was going on. I saw and understood there was no doubt in my mind of what was happening. And at the same time, he was told, what you see is in the distant future. Mighty God, I believe that future is up on us. I believe that future is not too far off. It may have been far off for Daniel. It may have been far, what we consider far off, you know, because we start counting years and thinking about things, you know, we may, we may, we'll, we'll, we'll take 30, 40 years, 50 years and, and count that as being a long time. But listen, time is short. You know, some of you listening know that, that it just seemed like it was yesterday as far as where you were and what you was doing and here you are today. Mm-hmm. Let's look at our commitment that we have with the Lord. As Daniel was committed unto him and God blessed him because of his commitment. You know, one of the things that, that, I, that I can't help but notice is that as we read the book of Daniel, I never see him praying for things. I never see him praying for, you know, that stuff. But yet he received what he needed. He applied himself both naturally and spiritually. He was committed and he followed the things that he needed to follow and was pleasing, found pleasing because of the favor of God. Uh, he didn't rebel. Now, as you, those that have read through the book of Jeremiah, you know that some rebelled. The Lord came and said, do not rebel against Nebuchadnezzar. Don't rebel against the king of Babylon and you'll do well. Daniel didn't rebel. He followed what he needed to follow, but he did not forget about God. He kept his commitment. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this short exhortation. Lord God, and I pray and ask that you would bless each one that have listened, Lord God, and Lord God, how they have committed themselves to this moment of time to be in this particular service we honor you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace, Lord God, those that have committed their lives unto you, those that, Lord Jesus, as they are giving thought right now, Lord Jesus, to the life that they have and the life that they want to have with you. I pray and ask that you would bless them. Bless your name, Jesus. Mighty God, Lord God, bless them, Lord God. Lord, bless their heart's desire. You said in your word that you would give us our heart's desire when we line up with your will, Lord God. And we know it is your will that we commit ourselves to you continually as we renew our vows unto you, Lord God, and present our bodies as living sacrifices, which is holy and acceptable unto you. Lord God, we know that, that you would bless us, Lord God. And I pray and ask that you would bless this, your people, Lord God, and each one that is listening and have committed themselves unto you, Lord God. Lord Jesus, as they get into your word, Lord Jesus, as they are faithful and obedient, Lord Jesus, unto what your word has to say, Lord God, and as they uh, ask questions to, to the elders, to pastors, Lord God, that, Lord Jesus, that you would open their understanding, 
Lord Jesus, if, if the answer is not right, let them know, Lord God, so that they can continue to seek, uh, Lord God, because you want us to know what is right, uh, Lord God, and so that we can apply it correctly. Lord Jesus, we thank you right now. We ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we'll continue to give you praise. We'll continue to give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Listen, continue to be faithful to God. You know, continue to, to hear what God is saying. And the Lord is going to bless you. He's going to bless your faithfulness. This is what his word says. He's going to bless you. He can't help but bless you because you are, are committed unto him. And he is committed to his word. Mighty God, continue to pray for us as we are praying for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Know that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. God bless you. We'll, look, we'll be back again. The Lord say the same on Sunday morning in the book of Revelation. You know, we're coming close to, to the end of that particular uh, journey. And so, you know, it's, it, it has been a blessing to, and it's certainly always a blessing to, to receive the word of God. And I certainly like to go and listen to the word of God, but the responsibility I have is also to minister the word. And, you know, and, and so I'm also, I'm going to say this again, on March 19th, we will be um, hosting our, our radio broadcast on KKLA, which is 99.5 FM, but it's also KFish on the, um, on the digital platform. So again, be blessed. You know, tell somebody God bless you. Give somebody a smile. Let them know that, that God loves them and that you do too. All right. <laughs> God bless.